looking back, I feel like, you know, everything happens for, for a reason. And look at me now, having a seafood tower about to be on the biggest show in, in the summer, on the greatest show in the world. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Out of Character with Ryan Satin. For you, this is Monday. Well, hopefully it's Monday when you're listening to this or watching this. It might be Tuesday, it might be Wednesday. If you wait until Thursday or Friday, you're lagging. You better get on it sooner. But for me, it's just a few days after I got back from SummerSlam in Las Vegas, and I'm so tired from my trip. Not only did I do SummerSlam in Las Vegas, but while I was there, I was doing all these interviews. I was doing a bunch of different stuff, uh, so much stuff that's still going to be coming out. Uh, one of the things we're going to get to in just a minute, but I did some interviews with people like Damian Priest, Dewdrop, Lashley, Drew McIntyre, all these little interviews that we did during the media day. Lots of fun stuff to come from that. I didn't just ask them wrestling questions. I asked them some fun stuff as well. That video is going to come out very soon. We're still editing it on R, and I'm going to put the full videos out as well eventually. Still working on all that fun stuff. But, man, SummerSlam was so fun to be there for in person. I really felt like the difference from wrestlemania to SummerSlam was was huge <laughs> you know since things were just kind of easing up at the beginning of wrestlemania and there was less people there as fun as it was it didn't have the exact same vibe as this show did this was man this was the energy that i have been needing for like a year and a half it always kind of like takes me to like i need to be in the moment i need to be with other wrestling fans huge crowd like that just to remind me of why I love covering this business, why I love watching every week, why I do this, why I like talking to all the superstars every week. It's just one of those things that helps me out so much and just reinvigorates my love and passion for the pro wrestling business. That happened to me while I was out there. And furthermore, I gotta say, hearing the love from all of you guys out there in person for this show makes it even better. I work really hard. We all work very hard to put this show together every week for all of you. And really, you guys coming up and telling me that you're enjoying the show out in the wild means so much to me. It really means a lot. And just the fact that you guys are listening, the fact that you guys are watching is so cool because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And the fact that it is resonating with people is even cooler to me. It's just something that really means a lot to me and i'm really happy that you guys are coming up and saying something to me i even went to raw in san diego when i came back from vegas which sounds crazy that i flew home from vegas and then i drove to san diego and back that's how much i love pro wrestling but also that san diego crowd were amazing i had never seen a wrestling show in san diego before i'm used to staples here in los angeles and that diehard audience ruled i had so much fun at monday night raw I posted some pictures. I was in the front row. Very, very wild. I rarely get to sit in the front row. It's an entirely different experience when you're that close. So cool. Had a blast. And similarly, people coming up and saying they enjoyed this show really made my night more than anything. I also tweeted about how I was sitting next to some little kids and, you know, seeing their passion for pro wrestling and, you know, sports entertainment, WWE, whatever you want to call it, seeing their passion for what they were watching, the WWE product with just pure joy in their eyes similarly reminded me of why I like to cover this business. It also reminded me of how dumb the arguments we get on Twitter are all the time. So, all of that being said, 
Thank you so much to anyone who came up to me. Thank you so much to all the superstars who said something to me at the after party about how they enjoyed being on the show. That was really surreal for me too. And really just a mind trip to hear you guys say. So thank you so, so much. Also, Paul Heyman, super, super pumped on how that episode turned out. Obviously, it was our first time going out of studio and getting it to do, getting to do it in a Bel Air mansion with one of the greatest minds in wrestling history was a dream come true to me. I really hope that you guys got something from it. And the reason I stayed in the past, I tried to stick with, you know, him growing up in the wrestling industry, him kind of uh, infiltrating the business at a young age, stuff about the Grand Wizard, Lou Albano, Freddie Blassie, Arnold Skoland, all those people. I really thought that it'd be cool for you guys to hear that. And I tried to stay in that era because I'm hoping to have him on again multiple times and we'll dig into ECW, we'll dig into WCW, we'll dig into his WWE run, but I wanted to stick with young Paul Heyman for our first interview. I hope you all got something out of it. I really enjoyed it. I've seen people say it was their favorite episode so far. If it was, please do me a favor, go on iTunes, leave a review for this show. It really helps other wrestling fans find it. It helps us raise up the charts, it helps put this show on the map. It's only been like 22 episodes and I realize I've had people like, you know, <laughs> I have had the biggest names in WWE on this show so far, but uh, I'm still growing. We're still growing here. So please, if you can leave a review, leave a rating for the show. It really does help a lot uh, and share it. If you really enjoyed the Paul Heyman episode, please share it with your friends. Let people know that you can find cool, long form conversations on here, insightful conversations that they might be able to take something from now. On to this week's episode. This week's episode. <laughs> this one, I was saying to myself, well, how do I follow up an episode with Paul Heyman in a mansion in Bel Air, a fireside chat with Paul Heyman, which is basically what I felt last episode was. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to Vegas. Hmm, what can I do in Vegas that is on par with, with that? So I started, you know, putting my head, you know, putting some some things together, making some phone calls, letting people know, hey, I've got Eva Marie coming into town. What should we do, right? And eventually, I got put in touch with Barry's Downtown Prime. Now, Barry's Downtown Prime is a very fancy steakhouse inside of Circa Hotel in Las Vegas. And I, and I basically, I talked to them and they were like, look it, we're gonna show, we're gonna give you the most baller night out with one of your guests. And you, you bring someone here, we're gonna give you a baller night. We're gonna show you why this hotel is one of the top hotels in all of Las Vegas. So I said, all right, who do I do for that? Who do I bring on to Out of Character for that scenario? And the first person that came to my mind was Eva Marie. Eva Marie recently came back to WWE. She had her first big singles pay-per-view match coming up at SummerSlam. And she was the one who I said, all right, I wanna talk to Eva Marie. Cause I think Eva Marie is a really interesting person. And you might be like, oh, Ryan, we all hate Eva Marie. But I think if you watch this episode, if you listen to this episode and you hear some of the things that she has to say, you're gonna like her coming out of this episode. You're gonna understand why I've been such a fan for as long as I have, why I always support Eva Marie, why I'm down with the evolution. So with all that being said, I want you to watch this week's episode. I want you to have an open opinion about this. I want you to listen to this and I want you to watch this or listen, whatever, and take it all in because I think that you will appreciate Eve Marie 
much more for the human that she is, for the individual, for the person that she is. And I think you're going to realize that she has more passion for this business than you thought beforehand. So now let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Add a Character presents A Night Out with Eva Marie. We're going to go to a fancy steakhouse right now. Yes. We're going to Barry's Downtown Prime at Circa. Top, top place here. Fancy steaks, very expensive. When you go to towns, you know, you're back on the road with WWE. Yeah. Do you like to take in the town while you're there and kind of like see what's good there? Or do you kind of just, you're in and out? So it depends. One, it depends, is my husband with me or is he not? Because if he's with me, we're definitely going to be trying some type of restaurant um if it's me solo mm, not so much experiencing the town when i first was in wwe yes because you want to everything was brand new and it's the first time in a lot of places so you want to try to soak up the town and experience different cities i mean that, i think that's one of the beauty of being a part of wwe is getting to like go to all of these different states countries that you wouldn't really normally get to go to. Yep. Um, so it definitely was always on my uh, kind of like to-do list to try to uh, experience a little bit of that city just so that I had, you know, know what it felt like or could say that I've been there um, because a lot of hotel rooms look the same. <laughs> yes. So if you're traveling in and out of different cities, it's like, where am I again? <laughs> Where's your favorite place that you travel with WWE? Mm, I would have to say say uh well, that's so tough um i would have to say overseas uh the uk uh just because it's such i never had been there before and it was really cool because we got to actually travel together on buses and we don't get to do that out here uh, everyone's kind of doing their own thing and coming in at different times from different homes. Everyone's in a different state. Yeah. Uh, so being out there on your European tour, everyone's together on a bus. And so you felt really more like team. And also the, the fans out there were incredible. And so it was a really cool, fun experience because you're out there for two weeks getting to kind of do everything. You almost felt kind of like you're at camp. Yeah, That's totally. A, of course, best, yeah. You know? Um, so I feel like that would be one of my favorites. I feel like you kind of cheated though by picking the UK as a whole. I know. <laughs> I kind of did a little bit, but I feel like that's a solid answer. <laughs> this is a solid answer. I'll, I'll accept it. I feel like though when you do go places, since you have bright pink hair before you had bright red totally. hair, it's, it's hard for you to not get noticed, I would imagine. Um, it is a little, it is a little tough be just because even if somebody doesn't even know that I'm a WWE superstar or anything like that, you're going to look naturally at some chick with pink hair or red yes. hair, you know? It's like basically asking for people to, hello, yes. hi, I just walked into a room, you know? So uh, that does make it, uh, things a little bit more interesting. Do you miss the red hair at all? So I thought that I did, but I really don't now that I'm back. So before I came back, I really played with possibly going back to the red. 
But then, um, you know, when I did dye my hair red, it was like the best business decision I ever made. Like we already talked about how that before. Um, me and Ryan go way back. Go That's back. why, you know, this is a very <laughs> fun moment for me, kind of full circle-ish as well. Uh, pull up our 2017 interview. How about that? that? long ago? I think so. That I think right. I think 2017, because I think that's when my first movie came out and that's what we kind of like talked about, Inconceivable. Yeah, that, that sounds right. right. You the purple hair then, right? Yes. Yep, that sounds right. Which is even more nuts. So clearly I like color. Um, <laughs> I have a problem. But I couldn't go back to red because that's almost trying to uh, recreate something that was already done. And I really felt like me coming back, even though it's kind of basically the same character, just uh, amplified times a million, I felt it's just like a 2.0 version. And staying in the pink is kind of like in the same wheelhouse of a, a red, pink, that kind of coloring. Yep. Uh, and then once me coming actually back, once I saw things and kind of on TV and stuff, and I was like, nah, 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 pink is good. Were you nervous when you first were walking back into the locker room? In 2013? No, when you came back this time. Um, This time, yes and no, but it was very different in the sense of, um, I had already kind of had created my character and I've done so much stuff outside of WWE with their support that walking back into the locker room, it just felt so, so different. Nervous, I wouldn't say nervous, more more so like excited um, to be back and also excited to meet the new girls. Um, so I wouldn't say nervous per se, just more along the lines of all of those like fun, excited kind of butterflies. Well, I'm sure it helped too that this time you kind of like knew what you were getting yeah. into. You know, well, before, you, like you said, you were kind of just thrown into yeah, it where I had no I like yeah. every everything was brand new like from me not even knowing like originally from the diva search it was just I was getting a developmental contract and then all of a sudden it was like oh no you're gonna go now total divas and then be on the main roster Monday Night Raw back down and then on top of that that was like right at the cusp of like right when social media really became kind of something yep i mean even instagram at the time uh wasn't even on android it was only on that's, apple phone that's crazy to think of for sure and not only that but there was no dms at the time either so it was like brand spanking new and so it was kind of like all of that in intertwined was happening for me at the same time so that was really nerve-wracking and my first day on the job was wrestlemania week that's so that's nuts i mean i don't think there will ever be another superstar that kind of has had my road for sure i feel like i can bet on that we're I, in I, vegas that right? seemed <laughs> i wish we could bet on that somewhere <laughs> go to one of the sports books right? somewhere exactly <laughs> i think eva marie should go down in history for like no one is ever going to have the entrance into the wwe world universe or just entirety like i i did When you left WWE, mm -hmm. what spawned all that? As into what Just made- like what, Yeah, like what, what were you looking to do when you left? Like what, you know? I think what really kind of made it kind of start to go into motion was my first film. And then Vince, you know, agreeing and giving me the green light, because obviously my first film, Inconceivable, I had to dye my signature red hair. I had to dye it now black. So um, 
he gave me the green light. And then from there, right after I finished filming that one, I had booked another one. And it was one of those moments of just like, it was a conversation and um, I just knew that I wasn't going, I knew I was gonna come back. Uh, it just made this sense for me to continue doing the, the films and, and TV at the time. And uh, looking back, I feel like, you know, everything happens for, for a reason. And look at me now, having a seafood tower about to be on the biggest show in, in the summer, on the greatest show in the world. It's crazy that you're involved in this whole Alexa Bliss thing where I feel like of all things to come back to do, this is like diving head first, you know, D diving right into just a weird world of stuff. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I feel like if anything, coming back, not only that, but um, I love Alexa Bliss's character. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I love I've loved what she's done. And not only that, but she's a fierce competitor. I mean, she's held the t both titles. Uh, and it's fun for me to come back and just be in a storyline that is so different than what you see on Raw, what you see on SmackDown. I mean, it's, that's the whole point of this show. You know, it's Monday Night Raw is a three hour show. If everything is just a actual routine, some mashing match, that gets kind of tiring and, and old, or at least for me as a fan. So to be a part of a storyline that I'm having a blast doing, I love who I'm working with. I love Dewdrop, even though on the show it kind of does not look like that. But um, but that's the beauty of being a heel character, you know, yep. and being able to really dive into that role and really kind of amplifying that up. And I feel like I'm having such a blast doing it. That's why I want it to kind of keep going. What did you think, though, when the Internet freaked out over the name change for amazing <laughs> i mean um that's the whole point you know my whole point is obviously being a part of wwe it's all about making first of all i have to say the wwe universe best fans in the world they're die hard whether they love you hate you whatever it doesn't matter the whole point of being a superstar too is you're putting smiles on kids grown-ups all ages faces yep but also for me, maybe I'm not putting smiles, but I want them to feel something. And like, how cool if I went to a show, I would remember this forever. If you're sitting in front row or at least in that first section where you could actually like uh, engage with me um, and I'm literally talking smack to you and you're talking smack to me and I'm actually responding, you're going to remember that. You're going to walk away from that show and be like, that show is awesome. Yep. Even if it's like, if, even if I hate Eva Marie, whatever, I don't care. As long as they're feeling something, that's the whole point. You know, it's, it's a, a soap opera on the largest stage. And we just happen to be these characters doing physicality as well. So it's kind of a, a, a crazy world, but that's the goal. And, and naming Piper Dewdrop, that's a, what the, you know, moment of yes. just what in the world is she, who is, who does she think she is? Dewdrop, how can she name her? You know what I mean? Yes. And like, that's the whole point. That's really where it's at. And like, that's where social media is really fun and really cool. And like a, a, a way for me to interact with the WWE universe and also 
you know, ignite some things and continue the storyline and to kind of take things to another level and have people, whatever, if they want to get mad, get mad. Be salty dogs. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I recently listened to an interview with Rick Rubin that he did. He's like massive wrestling fan, famous music producer. And he was saying that he looks at wrestling as like the most accurate representation of human life because it's, you just have everything. You've got every walk of life represented there. There's different conflicts that people have in their daily lives. They have so oh my everything's God. fantastic. Amazing. No, no, everything's fantastic. Should I walk in? Or should I... No, always, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, totally, yeah. It's Thank super you. good. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally understand that of just like, I, I agree that even if people aren't booing, even if they're booing, they're cheering, they're going to remember that forever. Oh, for sure. And like, that's the whole thing is too, you can't have a good guy and someone that you love without a good bad guy. And I think in this day and age, because we do live so much of our lives on social media, there's a lot of entertainers and professional athletes that get so caught up in anything that they see negative because as humans, we want to be liked. We want to be loved. You want to get the pat on the back or you want to get the approval, first of all, from people that you don't even know, by the way, yes. which is a little bit weird Tough. as yeah. it is. Yes. Um, but it's just human nature in us all. And I think that for me, I completely lean into it the other way. And it is because this is my second time entering the WWE, you know, I had my first experience and I, and I got that basically out of the way where a lot of other professional athletes will see any type of criticism and, and are like, Oh my God, what? No. And it kind of ruins any type their like mental headspace yep. for me. I almost am encouraging it. You know, I'm leaning in so hard where I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Let's go. Cause it's a character that I am totally playing and it does not, I don't take offense to it at all. So it's fun for me and it's, I love my job. So it's completely different. You know, what about the first time Were you, was it a little more difficult then to kind of get used to the like fans? Oh my God, of course, you? of course, because I didn't even know really my character quite yet. So I was trying to navigate so many different new things. And then at the same time, this like amazing fan base booing me out of arenas where I'm like, dude, wait, what? Hold up. I'm so nice and so cool. And I like work really hard and I'm here. So I had all of those emotions without really understanding, but I hadn't, I hadn't built like what character I wanted to be. It was just kind of already getting established because of, you know, the, the WWE universe, like, who is this girl? She came out of nowhere and she just got handed this job type thing, oh, you yeah. know? So that's where all of that was stemming from. And so it was just kind of hard to juggle, but that's why now so different. It's weird though. When that happened, I was always confused because for some reason, like Jojo never got that same anger from the fans for some reason. And you right. guys were both like on the same, you know, same. same coming in at the same time, yeah. doing the same thing. But something about you just like <laughs> made the fans so mad. And I'm sure that, you know, we were talking earlier about how you got thrown into the deep end sure. and to dive right totally. in. That that had to have been such like a weird wake up call. Of like, what am I doing? This is this is weird. I'm a nice person. Why, why do people dislike me? Yes, I think that was definitely a crazy experience moment. But it also... Um, it really built, I feel like I'm a strong person going, even going in just from all of the, 
the trials and tribulations of getting to where I am today. But at that time in 2013 uh, and going through all of that as well, all it really does is, is really make you uh, such a stronger person because you really have to figure out what's really important to you. And like really what are your priorities or, or what is what are your like values, your morals, all those things that we don't really want to like turn inwardly. Um, and also it's one of those things when I stepped in onto my first like movie set, I was like, this is cake, <laughs> you know, because being able to do Monday Night Raw live, you have one shot. If you mess up on live television, not only is it not forgiving from just like a fan standpoint, but to like your producers, Vince, all of these things, like that doesn't matter. I don't, who cares if you got it 15 minutes before? You should know your stuff. You should know who your character is and you should be able to handle your business. So when you're on a movie set or TV, it's like cut, redo, let me get, let me get your look. Let me get her, like her beauty shot. So you're doing the same scene 17 different times. <laughs> um, and you get, if you're not feeling it or the energy's not good, you get to say, oh, I don't like that. Let's, <laughs> let's run it again. You know, where yes. in WWE, when it's like five, four, three, and then you're counting down, it's showtime, baby. You better get ready to perform or good luck. Cause you're not going to be on TV anymore and somebody else is gonna take your spot. So it really makes you such a strong performer um, because I could be on a, on a movie or a TV set all day long and be murdering it because it's, it's a walk in the park from your actual WWE life, you know? Did you miss wrestling when you were doing oh, all yeah. that stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think I'm back? Good point, fair um, enough. There's nothing like it. Once you once you get a taste and once you get to experience not only the adrenaline, but all of the moving parts, all of the the things that go into a show, um, from you know, a SummerSlam moment to WrestleMania to just pay-per-views to just going into a live event. If there's so many elements and, and things that you have to take in consideration and having to juggle. So I almost look at it like it's so much fun and so overwhelming and just hard that I love it. That it's like, we're doing this. Let me see how much I can juggle. Um, and that's why there's not that many people that can do it. And it is one of the things where uh, I don't think enough of the superstars get enough credit of just how incredible it is to do what we do on a day in and day out. I also don't think you guys get enough credit ever. From, I mean, you've been rooting for us since. Well, yes, for me, I give you guys enough credit, but I think on the outside, it always bothers me too when I see like, whenever I see, you know, people talking about athletes and how much they do and I'm like, they have off seasons, wrestlers. I mean, that alone right there should end the conversation. Yeah. Like, boom, done. Goodbye. Laters. Um, because you have to think, I mean, we're sitting here with a beautiful meal. Every superstar, when you're traveling in no off season, you also have to remember everyone's wrestling in whether it's, you know, two pieces, the guys in their, their, the shorts, whatever. Your diet, your nutrition has to be on point all year. That's through the holidays. Um, 
and the TV doesn't lie. So like, you know, you're gonna see a lot of superstars fluctuate a little bit, but, or not. You're gonna see a lot stay super consistent and lean and mean. But that also is something that doesn't really get talked about too much either because we're in different cities, traveling all the time, doing a lot of your workouts in hotel gyms um, before a show, this, that, and the other. You know, it's not like we're training for six months, get lean and mean, and then you get to showtime, baby. Here we go, game time. Yep. It's like, no, 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 you're, you're on all the time. And eating right on the road seems impossible. Oh my gosh. That it's, seems impossible to me. So a good eye-opening moment for me where I'm like, oh, damn, I'm back, was we were just in San Antonio this last Monday. I moved to Dallas, so I drove the four and a half hours back home that night to sleep in my own bed. So I pull off to get gas and also to get something to eat. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. This is literally what it's like traveling at midnight, 1 a.m. There isn't anything except all of, you know, the things that I love to eat that I shouldn't be eating. Yes. So having to also plan ahead with either making sure you have your meals or your protein powders or whatever too, that takes thought, you know? No one else, no one's doing that. No one's, I don't have an assistant that's packing my bag. You know? You should, you should get one. I should. Dewdrop. Yeah, I was gonna say, where's Dewdrop? Dewdrop. I mean, she's sl slacking. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in that scenario? Like, did you just not eat? Um, no, I, what I, I found some nuts. Nut pistachios is a go-to because it has like saltiness. And um, because once I start, it's really difficult for me to real. I love my cheat days, but um, once I start, it's hard for me to reel it back in. So, um, yeah, I found my nuts is usually the go-to, but that's really hard, too, because you see a lot of nuts out there that are sold like they're healthy and they're totally not. That, I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. I always wonder that because I feel like at midnight, there's nothing. Like There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. And then all I did was I kept passing by all these fast food spots, and I kept being like, okay, what could I get there? What could I get there? And then I'm like, stop doing this to yourself. Stop doing this to yourself. You can't get nothing there. Keep it, keep it moving. Yeah, I, I felt bad when I, I realized that I was taking you to a place where I'm gonna feed you a bunch of food. Did you really feel bad? I don't think so. Well, I mean, on, to be completely honest with you, I just wanted to have a good meal, and I figured if I said you were coming, that it would, that they'd say, okay, sure, you can go, Ryan. I mean, well done. <laughs> you are bringing the face of Monday Night Raw with you, so. I, I am. So only, only the best. So SummerSlam, you yes. have SummerSlam coming up. Yeah. Um, how long had you been training since you came back? Like when you, cause you signed for a little bit before, yeah. Yeah. before you came back, were you training that whole time? Um, yes. On and off, like not consistently, obviously, because I don't have like a ring in my backyard or anything, but, yes. but, um, I was on and off, uh, traveling back and forth to, to Orlando, top in the ring. Um, but then I'm pretty consistent with just training in general, just because, Jonathan and I, we have our fitness program. Yep. So um, I felt like, um, sure, thank you. So I felt like that was something that's always been consistent and wasn't really um, like a big shocking moment when I, you know, I thought I was going to be really blown up when I got hopped back into, into the ring. But 
that first moment of getting back into the ring was happened in October. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. If I was going to feel like, hmm, or I love this, or I don't like this, or who knows. But as soon as I got in there, man, I felt like, uh, kind of felt really different. It just felt really good. And not only that, I missed it, but things just kind of started to kind of click. And uh, that was all a nice moment for me to kind of experience, even though it was just with, uh, I love Norman, so major shout out to Norman, Mr. Smiley. He's my boy. Uh, so it was fun. It was cool. And it also is uh, just, I love any type of kind of physicality. So to get in there and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. First bump back. Oh, um, and then running the ropes and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was, it was, it was fun. And it's, it's good to be back and kind of experience. Like, I'm, I'm not even quite sure. I thought I had an idea of where my storyline was going to come, kind of go. Because uh, we, you know, we talked about this and that and kind of little ways of, of bringing me back. But as you know, everything changes in the drop of a dime. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of going with the flow and seeing what happens and seeing where we go. And the fact that uh, going into a storyline with Alexa and then being in SummerSlam, I, I, I'm blown away. It's kind of a full circle for me because the last time was 2016 and I was going to be in a six-man uh, and... It was Summer Sam in New York, and it didn't happen. So the fact that now I'm in Vegas and, and I'm back in the card is cool. That is a solid full circle right there. Like that's crazy. I, I love, I loved what you were doing before when you when you were doing the whole like gonna come to the ring, but not oh, stuck come in to the traffic. Ring. Yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, I loved all that so much. So yeah, no, I was happy to see you coming back. I was kind of, I was in a way, I was almost kind of hoping that they they would kind of play into that of like sure. you just never came to the ring and right. it just took that long to finally have you come back you know yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i was kind of i mean of course like that i did pitch along those lines too cuz it was just so funny uh and it made me feel so angry but <laughs> you were um, so mad so mad but i feel like you know i'm definitely making people really angry still so uh you know i kind of want to continue to play into that as much as i can it's fun I feel like you're someone too who likes to be challenged at all times. That you don't like to just kind of just be doing nothing. You know, it's weird because I always say like, I want everything to just be chill and cool and where I'm relaxing and everything is all dandy. But like when it really comes down to it, no, it's not. I'm always doing like 700 different things or I'm trying to create a business or uh, do something where, I don't know, I just... I do definitely am the type that likes to be challenged. I feel like the more things that I have my hand in, the better I am because that means less time for me to um, be in my own head and, and not be useful. So it's like if I have projects or work, then, you know, I, I'm kind of like the most fulfilled and happiest because then it makes me more disciplined in all of the things that I need to do to take care of like me to make sure that I can do all of the other things that I love. So it kind of works hand in hand. If you weren't doing anything though, like let's say you did, you said, I wish everything were super chill and I didn't have anything yeah. to do. If you had the day to yourself, what would you spend doing? Well, one is 
definitely eating with Jonathan. That's like one of our, <laughs> that is one of our favorite things. Like I wish that he was here because he'd be enjoying this meal as well. So that is one of our favorite things to do. But um, during COVID actually, since Jonathan is such an avid reader, bless you. Um, since he's an avid reader, I always said that I wanted to read more. I wanted to read more, but like I never really put forth the effort. I'd always like put it on my to my goal list, like yes. read more books. It's like me with working out, I get it, yeah. <laughs> and then it would never really ever happen. So then once we got kind of like the whole lockdown and stuff, um, I finally picked up, a, I found an author that I liked and then um, started with him and then thank God he had a ser whoa. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry to interrupt here, guys. I know. I'm sorry, I hate to do this to you because I know you're enjoying the conversation with Eva Marie right now, but we gotta pay the bills, so I gotta talk about Blue Chew. Confronting performance concerns has historically been every guy's worst nightmare. Trekking to the doctor's office, another awkward conversation, followed by a long wait at the pharmacy. Ugh, who wants that? Definitely not me. Thankfully, help is here at bluechew.com offering the first chewables with the same active ingredients as well-known alternatives. So you'll be 100% confident every time. Plus, your online consultation is free and delivery arrives in discreet packaging. That's right, free. That's F-R-E-E, -E, free. You're not paying anything for the online consultation. Like I said, delivery arrives in discreet packaging. And here's a special deal just for our listeners, for all of you out of character listeners, all you wonderful people out there, you can try it for free when you use promo code Fox Sports at checkout. No space in the middle. Fox Sports. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's all you got to pay just for the shipping. $5. That's nothing. And it is a huge help to you. Your lady will be very thankful for it. That's bluechew.com. Promo code Fox Sports to receive your first month free. So we got a little soup salad combo. Wow. So this is our legendary garbage salad. There's hearts of palms, some shrimp, blue cheese, salami, tomatoes. Wow. I might've missed something in there. I'm sorry, I followed that <laughs> hard show. Uh, little onion soup, Swiss cheese, mozzarella. Wow. Beautiful. Amazing. Taking a picture, whoa. Look at that pepper thing. Wow, Jesus. yes, please. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Please. Thank you. It's like Andre the Giant's pepper front <laughs> there. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh. Which fork? Wait. Uh, I went with the outer Hold fork. on. Where's well, your little ones? The oh, little, little one I already used for your seafood. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think so... you're on the second fork now. Yep. I think you, you work your way in. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well. But this is where I thought you said you weren't fancy. Well, I mean. Uh-huh. All right, fine. Maybe I am a little fancy. Yep. Wait, you said you started reading. I want to oh, go yeah, back to that. Okay. So, I want to hear what you were reading. Gotcha. So I found an author that I really like, James Patterson. I read all 20 of the Women's Murder Club series. Loved it. Then I dived into a bunch of other ones. Jack Carr has a great series as well. Um, that I loved, and then I just started really enjoying reading. So now, I wouldn't say that I'm an avid reader, but I did read 
28 books in 2020. So now my goal is 30, 30, 32 books this year. So we're getting there. 28 books in the whole not bad, year? Not that's, bad, not bad. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. That's uh, especially for someone that didn't, I mean, I to read a book was like pulling teeth. Yeah, that sounds not fun when you think about it. But I mean, for I, sure. I, I read all day long. Like I, I'm still reading all day long. Sure. Books. Does that sure. Mean <laughs> but, but it's kind of different in a sense because there's such a different feel to sit down and read a book, turn a page. Obviously, we're reading all day long, whether it's captions, tweets, articles, whatever it is. It's such a different, you're not stimulated in the same way. I feel like reading a book and actually turning a page, you're stimulated in a much more positive way, even though you can't read a book on your phone. Yeah, I was going to say, you're buying physical books every time? I am. I, Damn. I really like, I've read, of course, like I have the Kindle app and stuff like that, and I have books on my phone. It's not the same because I'm on my phone all the time for not only like, uh, like social media, sure, post, but I also, we have two businesses and it's primarily on social. Yep. So like you, I'm on there for that too. So anything that I can remove that part. And then also there's such an accomplishment feeling of actually finishing a complete book, you know? Yep. So I really enjoy like, you know, actually turning up a page as well. So that's something that I would do. Um, I would say on, even on an off day, not even like if I'm not doing anything that night, I do enjoy working out. I feel like it makes me a lot less crazy, uh, <laughs> to, to get my workouts in. And then, um, What else? I'm like, well, I can actually just give you my day. I mean, I sponsor women. I work a 12-step program. <laughs> so, I mean, the days are pretty, they're pretty packed. That's so cool. That and I'm in that? Spanish. Wait, that's I have so Spanish cool that you class. sponsor people. Yeah. So, that's I so mean, nice. Well, I wouldn't say nice. It's more along the lines of, it's kind of like part of the deal. Yeah, fair. So, like, I have a sponsor. Yeah, but not everyone has to do, I mean, like, I, I know people that, like, were, sure. that have done Rhea that, like, didn't necessarily do that like they were supposed to. Like, right, right, right. You know, so I mean, it's cool that you do that from, you know, stick to the program and stuff. I think it's so kind of embedded in me just because I want to be here today or I want to be where I'm at today without my sobriety. So that's always like my number one priority. And it's always like at the forefront of like whatever I do on a daily basis. Because without that, then I don't have an awesome marriage that I'm proud of. I'm not, you know, a good sister, daughter, employee, um, and I'm a lot more crazy in my head. So uh, I like to keep that at a minimum. So I kind of stick to what works and that's, you know, kind of part of the deal and doing that. So, and there's nothing better than to give back and, and give what was so freely given to me and like walking somebody else through the steps too. Yep. And it's just like showing it's super freaking hard but it's so possible and it's such an easy program, but you just have to do the work. Just like with anything. I'm taking Spanish now. I have class tomorrow. I'm like, who am I? How like, what am Spanish I doing? How many Spanish classes are you? Um, I'm like three months. Okay. What was the reason behind it? Just well, cause? Um, so I'm Mexican Italian. My mom's from Mexico. So like my grandparents, they're rest in peace now, but um, that was like, they didn't speak English. My mom's first language is Spanish. So the Mine fact too. that, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you speak Spanish? Mm -hmm. See? I know. We're I, you're making me feel bad right exactly. now. I'm waiting should. to hear how you See? finish this. We're the, <laughs> we're the, we're the <laughs> generation. We are. The fact that 
We don't speak like our language. Yes. Terrible. But no, my mom's very. I think my mom was always very disappointed that I didn't go full blast and try and learn Spanish. Yeah. I think my mom wasn't wasn't. I also think at the time, like we weren't living with around all of my other cousins and and aunts and uncles, so you don't have that influence. But also, I think growing up too, it was almost like more so, like not like that it was looked down upon, but a lot more like they're trying to really participate in being here yep. from here yep. so i think that's also why i wasn't really like instilled but now i'm like what you missed the boat are you kidding me <laughs> i'd be amazing i'd be bilingual right now and killing it i would be doing I, I did a little bit of an interview for SummerSlam with um you know wwe like espanol, espanol yeah yeah and I'm like, I should be doing this actually fully in Spanish. How dare you, mother? Well, it's like John Cena learning Mandarin, you know? It, it can be done to learn a whole other language. And Spanish, I feel like, is a lot easier to learn than Mandarin. Just because Mandarin's like a whole, like, it's, it's a whole different dialect of, like, way you're talking and kind of stuff. Like, at least Well, so, not on Spanish is, like, super crazy where I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't even make sense. Clase de Espanol, class of Spanish. That's not even proper. <laughs> what? But that's the proper way to say it, you know? True. Like, and you have to learn the, the female and the male. Exactly. So I'm word. like, wait a minute. This is wild. Things are backwards. Things. Uh, so I wouldn't say Spanish is all that easy I yet. wouldn't say it's, No, I, I don't think it's easy. But I do think that Mandarin, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from California. Where Quit I, while you're ahead. I'm fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> don't take away from my Spanish. <laughs> I'm gonna say anything any any foreign language is difficult, especially okay. as an adult. Yeah. So right. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That that's that's fair. Right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, my mom, yeah, my mom, my family lives in Mexico, so uh -huh. yeah. So I I always feel bad that I don't know Spanish. Right? Yeah. I'm glad that I make you feel worse tonight. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel better and this fancy meal. I take you to this fancy meal and you make me feel like a right? bad child. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> When you came back, how did that come about? Like, did you call them? They call you? So a lot of it was, um, I always had a good relationship with Vince, Steph, and, and Hunter just because of them, like, giving me a shot at the very beginning. And then when I left, I always was in contact uh, with Vince a lot with a lot of, like, my projects that I was doing. Like, he was, was seeing whether it was a movie, TV, or... Uh, new endeavor business-wise and things of that nature. So we were always in a conversation, just like kind of always, I always was checking in and like saying what's up and, and things of that nature. And then the conversation kind of sparked um, last year. And it was one of those things that I had always said, I want to come back when the time is right. And I always let him know that that way, like at any moment, at any time, there was never a thought like she would never or I don't even think that's a possibility yep. for her to come back. You know, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Yep. So I always was very forward and letting him know like, yes, I want to come back. You tell me when that seems the most appropriate or when it makes the most sense and I'm there. You just tell me when that is. And so I threw that out there and then he was like, 
okay. And I was like, let's go. Let's go. Let's do well, this. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You know, I feel like Vince is this like scary figure to most people, but it seems like you, the two of you have always had a fairly good relationship. You know what? We really have. I mean, like I have so much respect for him because I mean, it's pretty incredible. I mean, the fact that he's still going to all of these shows and, and doing what he does, it's actually impressive to see just like that, the work ethic that's in, in him. And obviously it's, it's something that's just born in him because, I mean, the guy shot for a cover of um, Muscle and Fitness or whatever and at like 72, yeah. looking shredded. Yes. It's like, huh? Who are you? Um, so it was... Something that I just, I think, I don't know. I think maybe because I always, um, I would never go to him at the very beginning either. Just talking like nonsense. Because then, then I feel you get in one ear and out the other. So making sure that anything that I wanted to do or had to ask or something was very much, I really wanted it. It wasn't like, I want to be on TV, put me on. You know, something like that where it's like, okay, cool, because I'm sure he hears that all day, every day. Yes. So what is, what's going to make you kind of like stand out? And I would make sure that any time of my interactions, even to this day, I'm not trying to eat up a ton of his time. One, he doesn't have it. Two, I'm sure he doesn't want to spend that much time with me. And... <laughs> um, and and three is to to keep things pretty like simple and short, and I think that's that's probably maybe why um, we've always had a, a good relationship, As, and that's kind of like the same with Steph and Triple H too, is uh, it's just been pretty even keel the entire time, thankfully. Well, I just I feel like just from the outside looking in, obviously that it seems like. You know, making that relationship with Vince is important for anyone. If you want to like be anyone in WWE and get used, that you have to kind of like show your value to him. One thousand percent. That's like you going to a job and you being able to see the owner or the yes man or whoever is that can change or make your position differently, and you're seeing him every week or this, that, or the other, but you don't ever go to either say anything and you just kind of think that hopefully things were just going to happen. Yeah. Like, that's not, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, not life in general. And I try to, like, live by that, too, in a lot of things outside of WWE, too. Like, you really, you can't, yes, I'm very into, like, I believe in God, I pray, I do all of, of, all of those things, but God ain't a genie. You can't, like, rub him and, and things are just going to happen. You got to go get it. You got to. And the thing is, is like ask. And then if it doesn't happen or, or you shoot for something and it's totally overkill and it doesn't work out. So what? You did it. And you're in the same place that you were prior. You yeah. know, if I never let if I never sent the email and kept my communication with with Vince, I wouldn't be sitting here. Oh. If I never said um, I'm so down for this company to come back at any moment in time. You just tell me when, let's, and let's rock and roll. Uh, I want to be sitting here. I think that the betting on yourself thing is so important. Like, I, because I think a lot of times you see people on the internet or whatever, and it's a lot of like, 
well, how come that person got this opportunity? Or why did this person get that opportunity? Sure. And I think that it's a lot of times it's just people that were willing to take that chance. That's why, you know, some people just weren't, weren't willing to take that chance, you know? And there's so much, like, I always say, like, the whole, like, um, this person or that person is deserving. I really hate that in any industry. Because when you really, really, like, narrow it down, no one's deserving of like, honestly, yep. um, there's always somebody out there that is killing it or working hard or had put in more time doing this over here to get over. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, the deserving thing, not so much. However, if an opportunity arises to a specific person and they don't take it, shame on them. Because the person that's right next to them, they're going to say, okay, bye. And then they're going to go take that opportunity and you better be able to knock it out of the park when you do walk through those doors in the sense of, you know, work hard, be respectful, do your due diligence and like put your head down and go to work. Yep. But um, it's just one of those things where a lot of people want to say there's so many elements, you know, it's right time, right place. It just the, the stars align. Um, hard work, of course. There's so many elements that go into how somebody got a certain position or a job too. But 99% of the time, anybody that is in a, a position that you say either want or think somebody else should have got, you have no idea how many hours of work they have done prior to get to where they're at today. Yep. You know, absolutely, and that's kind of just the the kind of element that a lot of people like to like to forget because there is not one side of like hard work. It's like mm, you have no idea what that really looks like in every every single person's life. You know, yep. so that's why it's like I really hate when I hear people saying, and not even about me. That that's not even something where the WWE universe says that about me. I look at it more along the lines of. It's like my character, that's fine. I, I lean into it that, that way. But just in other um, other fields on social media, it's so easy for people to talk about this, that, or the other person about how they're advancing in their career when they they don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, getting lucky or catching a break. But sure. I mean, ultimately, if you're not ready for that break, you're going to find out very fast. You know, and it's all about putting in the work to to be able to be ready when you do get that break. Oh, for sure. I mean, they have that quote. What is it? The, when, um, yeah, when preparation meets opportunity. Yep. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I feel like I don't want to eat this because it looks like it's going to be too That's, amazing for me, but I have to like try it. it it's really good. It's yeah, really good. So. It really is. <laughs> I was more scared. So if I don't fit into my outfit on Saturday, so I'm putting it all over social media. Usually that bowl is like three times the size, so we try to find the smallest bowl. Oh, no way. Really? Are you Wait, serious? Really? Well, the average bowl. This is split. That makes sense. Actually, no. You know what it actually is, though? No, that's... Oh, it's, so so it's so good. It's so good. So maybe you're oh, my God. Now, huh? And then I would dip the pretzel bread in this. Ooh, that would have been a good call. Like, take one more bite and I'll take it away. You know what? That'll be that you you're the you're the MVP tonight, brother. You're the MVP, dog.
Ryan Fox, you know how to treat your girl. Right? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> This is incredible. Yeah, this is wild, dude. This is so much food here. Yeah, this is great. And you know what? I'm being like super polite because, like I said, I'm Mexican Italian. I'm the youngest of all boys, so your girl can put it down. But I'm on camera and I have a show on Saturday, so I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot of pressure when you have like a camera crew filming you while you eat, right? It's like really good though for me because it's keeping me in check. <laughs> Because if it was just me and you, I don't think things would be, this wouldn't be happening. No, I, yeah, definitely. I'm all like, I'm trying my best to like not, I'm like on such an extreme hyper aware of don't spill on yourself. Because Are you there's really? A, there's a camera, there's, there's four cameras, three cameras so on me. So it's really funny because that is the last thing no. that has entered my brain. The only, that's, okay. Do you spill on yourself a lot when you eat though on accident? think so. I somehow manage to spill on myself every time I eat and I don't know how. It makes me so mad. Like, like ridiculous, like an unnecessary amount where I'm like, that shouldn't have happened or I'll even bump into something on accident. I hate it. Even when we used to do WWE backstage at Fox, they would, they would get lunch for everybody or dinner or whatever it was evening. Yeah. And I would never order anything because I was so scared that Stop. I was going to spill on my shirt every time. You know what you need to do? What? You need to start rolling with a second shirt. I do need to, but that's embarrassing to roll to a restaurant with a second shirt, I feel like. Not if it's in your car. True, that's a good point, that's a good point. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I'm baller enough to have like a second fancy shirt though, like. Yes you are, who right. says you're not? Fair enough. <laughs> What's the most baller thing that you've done? I feel like, being in WWE in your life, you get to do cool things. What's like the coolest thing that you've gotten to do? So being in WWE, I have to say I've done a lot of really cool things. Um, but I think the most recent one that's currently stuck in my head right now is I got to take my parents and then my brother who lives out in the Bay as well. My whole family didn't come because the other brother is in Arizona. Anyways, to the San Francisco Giants game, sit in a box and they got to be down on the field when I threw out the first pitch. That's kind of baller. That's super baller. Um, How'd your first pitch go? Did you watch me online? I didn't actually. Because I posted so. on Instagram. <laughs> um, so, to be honest, it was a little wide, but, but I was on the mound and I got over the plate and they said that was the best pitch that they have seen this year. And I'm, I'm mean, That's pretty good. Excellent. I feel like getting over the mound is really the part that you have to make sure. If you don't do that, it's much more embarrassing. I think so, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. I would like to do another one just because I think I would impress myself because I was like, damn, I think I could throw it down right down the middle. Because <laughs> I've never, I never thrown a pitch on the mound because, you know, you're elevated a yeah. little bit. Um, plus, being from the Bay Area, Will Clark is my favorite baseball player. So to have that opportunity come about Really cool. Did you try this? No. I, I need oh my to? god! This it's like it's tater tots and poutine. This is and so it's, bad. Or poutine guys, sauce or whatever. I don't have. I hate to do it to you, but you're gonna be really mad if you didn't try that one. That is. 
Am I though? Um, am I gonna be cursing you on Saturday in the locker room when I'm trying to get uh, get my stuff together? And, uh, I get a mean DM from you. Like, yeah. why did you do this to me? I'm a I'm gonna send you a text and be like, look, this is this is that tater tot. <laughs> this this right the, here is that tater tot. <laughs> Like amazing, right? That's off the hook. That's one of the best. That that is the best tater tot I've probably ever had in my ever. entire life. That is wow. It, 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 it was worthy of finishing it. Of course. Okay. Where are you guys after this? Where do you go after SummerSlam? San Diego. San Diego. Oh yeah, we're going to that. I'm going to that show. You are? Yes, I am going to that show. So we shall see what transpires this Saturday against Alexa Bliss and that ugly little doll, Lily. <laughs> um, and then I'm hoping it continues on. But you never know. Definitely never know in WWE, uh -huh. especially with a thing like Alexa Bliss where it's a crazy, creepy doll that you're dealing with. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see it, but apparently Lily winked. So, I mean, that's what we're dealing with over here. <laughs> Lily did wink during a match. It was, it was pretty weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> anything's possible. Literally. What are some of the goals you're looking to accomplish now that you're back? Mm, I think everything. I think the whole point of coming back is to really kind of come in, obviously stir up everything, which I feel I'm doing a pretty good job. Um, I saw that I was trending, I think it was yesterday or the day before and the show wasn't even on or nothing, but people were upset because I'm back and have a shirt and, and, and it was SummerSlam. So um, that's incredible. Like that's incredible. Like I live for that. Um, but coming back, I want to also, like my main goal too with, with Piper, with Dewdrop, is I want also to utilize like my platform and put over talent from uh, on social and and kind of use my get eyes on them. If they're with me, they're gonna get talked about. Let's be honest. So and I feel like Dewdrop coming in, it's a perfect example of people love her. And they, she already obviously, we know in the wrestling world, like who she was in NXT over in UK, but then having her come over and, and kind of pairing her with me. And then I kind of want to continue doing that with other talent as well. Um, and plus it's really cool for me to kind of see just how different it really is to kind of be with somebody that it's also their first go in the sense of on the main stage. Like even doesn't matter where you come from in the sense of like the indies, uh, wrestling and NXT, it's everyone's going for the big show. The big show is Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. And once you get there, you have no idea what's really going on, you know? So it's cool to kind of be at a, in a position where it's like, oh, I've been there, done that. And like to help ease the way because no one did that for me yep. no one made my life easy at all no, it was like no. it was like this where's your back let me boot give me a boo 
and like send you send you out there, you know, and hope you fall on your face. So I I want to like kind of do that with more talent, but also at the same time have awesome storylines, be on television, um, go for tag team titles, go for the main. I mean, if you're in WWE, if you're not going or chasing the gold, why are you in there? What are you going for? Um, then you're just striving to be like kind of whatever. Yep. So um, obviously that that's definitely a goal of mine. But then also uh, capitalizing on all of the stuff that WWE already also does, and they do a great job with a ton of charities. Obviously the military is huge to me. That was another kind of like baller moment is I got to accept a, a military award on behalf of WWE, WWE, but I got to present it to my dad. That's who, um, and this was in New York, and it was with Linda McMahon, and my parents were there, and I got to present it to my dad, who obviously is you know, a former Marine and was in Vietnam and stuff like that. And so being able to do stuff like that um, and continuing to kind of be more in that space is something that I'm really, really passionate in and wanting to do as well. So that's kind of like where my head is at. And I think a lot of people have a, I guess a hard time because I do play such a, a bad guy on, on television. And then I want to, like in my real life, you know, I want to do good. Yeah. And, and, and there was like a kind of a tug of war with that. But it's like, look at Stephanie McMahon. Like, I feel like she's a great example of somebody like, when has she been a baby face and a good, uh, <laughs> totally good, good guy on television? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then, like at Never. all. Exactly. So, um, and then to see what she does, obviously outside of WWE. So people, it's like not giving people enough credit in the sense of, I have no problem for people to, yes, go to an arena, boo me out of the building. And then it's not abnormal to see me out and doing you know, all the other things within the community as well, you know? Yep. So that's kind of like where I kind of see things kind of evolving and kind of going. And at the end of the day, it's kind of, I'm in the the best position possible on the best show in the world um, and global domination and just kind of going all over the place. And then obviously to be able to do all of the things that I do now, but in Spanish as well. <laughs> Boom! <laughs>We are full, we're very full. We've eaten a lot of food here at Barry's Downtown Prime, but. Massive thank you to you and Barry's because this was incredible. So thank you because I am the first guest on this lovely night out in Vegas. Night out in Vegas, number one with Eva Marie. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And really thanks again, like she said, to Barry's Downtown Prime. This place rules, this food is amazing and Hopefully you can fit into your gear in two nights. That's true. Uh, go evolution. All right, that was my conversation with Eva Marie. A night out in Vegas with Eva Marie. Like I said at the top, I hope you got something from that. I really enjoyed our entire conversation there. And on top of that, I really enjoyed the food. If you were watching this, you'll know why. Barry's Downtown Prime, shout out to you guys. One of the best, you know what? I'm gonna say the best restaurant in all of Las Vegas. If you are in Las Vegas and you don't check out Barry's Downtown Prime while you're looking for a good meal, 
you are a dummy. They are awesome. Those poutine tater tots were insane. I, I know it's weird to go to a fancy restaurant and say that poutine tater tots is your favorite thing, but they were so good. They were so, so, so good. Okay, make sure you subscribe to Out of Character on whatever podcast platform that you listen on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, something else. Make sure you subscribe on there so you get this show every week. If you can leave a review, please leave a review as well. It does help us out a lot. It puts us on the radar, puts us on the charts, baby, gets us on there. Please go leave a review. At least do the star thing. The star thing helps too. Do that, please. Uh, it helps. Also, make sure you subscribe to WWE on Fox's YouTube channel. That's where you can watch the video of this show. So if you listened to all of this, you missed out on so much stuff because you didn't see all this dope food from Barry's Downtown Prime. And I'm pointing at it at my table like it's in front of me, but it's not there. It was there and it was so good. So make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, you can uh, you know click the little bell button so that you get notifications when new videos go up there. Also, follow us on social media. It's at WWE on Fox on Instagram, on Twitter, on, well, not TikTok yet. You can follow me at Ryan Satin on TikTok, though, because I am on there. Uh, and we also have a Facebook page as well, if you're still using that. So make sure that you go, you go follow at WWE on Fox across the board. Once again, shout out to Barry's Downtown Prime. That place rules. And thank you so much to Eva Marie for giving me the time this week. I hope you all enjoyed. Out of Character presents A Night Out with Eva Marie. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now. 